So the last time that we spoke about The Last of Us, we talked about our various mushroom likes and dislikes. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I think if I was averse to mushrooms then, now I don't even want to live on the same planet that mushrooms You've been triggered. Mm, Big Mm. time. Yeah. Is that how you feel? I love mushrooms. Still. I still think they're great. Even after all Except for like the king oyster mushrooms. Even the name of that sounds disgusting to me. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're still... Button mushrooms are chef's kiss speaking of disgusting i just eat them right off the ground like like a lawnmower <laughs> you ruined my entry into we're here we're queer <laughs> no give, give me, me my, my entertainment, entertainment. <laughs> okay so we're back with our second episode of the video so you know if you now, are a Twitch member, now they sell like the box that you can buy that creates the perfect humidity for making mushrooms at home and you buy like a pod. No, that's the beginnings of it. I think it is. No, that's the beginning. I of the think last it of is. Us. I think somebody something's going to happen where like it goes through an x-ray scan at like UPS to make sure that there's nothing that's being imported incorrectly. And there you go. Wow. Cordyceps. Yeah. Cordyceps in the brain, as we learned. Listen, a couple of things to set the stage. We will be spoiler heavy. This is a spoiler heavy podcast. Forewarning, we are talking about all of The Last of Us up until the finale of season one on the show, which is the same as the game. We will not be talking about anything in the future. We'll make some assumptions, but we will not talk about anything in the future. And then the second thing is this episode is also visible to you to watch if you are a Twitch subscriber to the Airstreamers channel. And you can check that out on twitch.tv slash Airstreamers. But other than that, we are going to be talking all about The Last of Us. And and we have a special guest. We have a special guest with us. How do we get her in here? Let's bring, bring her, her in. in. There she is. Hi, Danielle. Hey, Danielle. Hi. Hi, welcome and uh thanks for being here. You're thank you. She's so hard to book. I know my god, it just <laughs> forever. I know thank you for having me back. This is so exciting. You are I the mean, first official member of our show to come back for a second episode, I believe. Is that true? I think I, so. I feel very honored. Yeah. Thank you. So the first the first episode was a hit. That was our white lotus. Well, when we uh, go for recap. entertainment expertise, yeah. where else does one turn? <laughs> we but have Danielle. to go to Danielle. Exactly. The Although bird. you have both taught me so much about this show, I have to say. I don't know that I would have watched this without your uh, recommendation. I think it, it's fully Elias. I cannot take any credit for that. I'm there with you, Danielle, that this is my first go around on The Last of Us. I would like to state for the record how I'm feeling about something. And it's important just to get the selfishness out of the way about this. When the Game of Thrones fanaticism was at its highest, and you know how everyone who was like a book reader, this was their time to shine? Because then it was like, well, in the book, it was this way from like 30 years prior, Yeah, you know? Mm -hmm. This is me now. I get to finally be that type of nerd where I've, I've experienced the original Mm. And now we're comparing it to the original and I'm the only one of the group who like knows it. This is my time to shine. Excuse I, me. I think that I'm going to say that I think that the show is better than the game from what I've played. No, I disagree with that. Actually, I fully disagree with that. And that's a part of the conversation that I want to get to because I have a lot of things that I want to discuss. And we are on a little bit of a time limit. So we're going to try to get to all of the things. First of all, Danielle, tell me what you high level thought of the show just overall. 
you know, I loved it. I, I, I have to start my conversation about the show kind of thinking a little bit about The Walking Dead. And I feel like it's like a natural connection that people make between the two. And I watched The Walking Dead for years. I didn't finish it. So it was not a show that like sustained my attention all the way through. But my biggest issue was always like, and with any kind of zombie type thing, is not having any kind of understanding or explanation about why certain things were happening. Mm -hmm. And so I think where this show really captured my attention was right off the bat, you kind of had an understanding of this is why this was going on. And you continue to learn about that. Um, And that made it scarier in a sense, because then you wonder like, oh my goodness, could something like this actually happen? Um, But it also made me more invested. I think that's such a great point. I never really thought of that, like, you know, from the Walking Dead standpoint, or really most of these zombie movies that, or shows that you don't really get. All of the zombie shows that you watch? Well, there was that time when it happened. (laughs) (laughs) It's always just like suddenly there is, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a zombie aficionado. So I don't know if like, you know, maybe other things. I'm just thinking of Walking Dead where I just feel like I always had questions that weren't. I remember that about, uh, about us, but specifically you and The Walking Dead where always, and no matter what had happened, it reverted back to, will we ever find out what happened? Why did it happen? And it never even, from my limited experience watching The Walking Dead, it never even touched upon it at all. And it was sort of one of those, like, it's just the setting. Just go with it. It's the setting. Whereas here, that story element is a part of the overall discussion and how that affects people who are pre pandemic and post pandemic and even the fact that ellie was born as we saw pretty tragically in post pandemic world how that connects her to joel and 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 the whole discussion then centers around their relationship i think it's interesting to kind of pit uh pit it against walking dead and as a just a uh a baseline to compare it to because i feel like one of the other problems with walking dead and again uh, i was sort of along the same lines with uh, as Danielle, where we stopped watching at the part yeah, where it like really s- fell off a cliff. Season like five. And then, and but, truth be told, there's like 17. No, what is it, Danielle? Like 13 or so. Yeah. Or and so then there season? was a spinoff. So who knows? Yeah. They could have maybe answered these questions that now I'm, but I just never followed through. But mm-hmm. I, I, the problem that I always had with Walking Dead is I felt like there was never really uh, an end state in mind mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, they just kind of moved from place to place, but there was no real goal that we were all marching towards as an audience. And I feel like what this show has done is introduced a character. Yeah. There is a goal to like get to this place to like potentially cure this this disease. Um, and I feel like that is something that we can latch on to and it carries us through this season. And now, you know, what's the next step that we're going to take with it? And I feel like that was totally missing in Walking Dead. Maybe outside of like, okay, we want to get to um, the, uh, in Georgia, I can't think of the the name. The Fireflies? CCD. um, The Center for Disease. Or CDC, sorry. Um, CCD? CCD. (laughs) Yes, we wanted to go learn about the Let's get rid of Now, Elias, I have a question, and you—I don't know if you can answer it, but because yes. you've played the other video games or both, yes, I played all of the Last of Us Part One and all of the Last of Us Part Two. Okay, because I, I read somewhere that they're going to like spread out now the other 
Yeah, so let me tell you, and again, this is not just for anyone listening, not going to in any way touch upon the uh, sequel's story plot. At the end, I want both you, Danielle and Chris, to answer my, a question about what you think might happen. Just keep, keep that in the back of your head, because um, I'm curious to see where you think it'll go. But yes, the second game was a substantially a substantially larger game than the first one was in terms of what it encompassed, how long the game was, the amount of storytelling sort of beats that were in it. So I totally can imagine why they would want to choose to do that, like separate season, maybe but, but game two into like, I don't know, season two or three, maybe two, three, four, who knows? How many games were there? There's only two with no confirmed three. So as of today, this game, this podcast is being recorded on March. What is it? 14th today. Naughty dog who makes the game. They announced that they are working on the, on their next game, but it's not the last of us part three. So they said so the now, only way that is they're doing it. Is there a conclusion it, then or no? Uh, I don't know that you want me to answer that. Okay. Because don't that's a part that. of that all. But part three, they said if they can find a, the, the guy who made it, Neil Druckmann, if, they, if there's a story that they are hardcore like into telling, they're going to tell it, but they're not going to just make a part three. Just I appreciate three. that. And I'm very happy about yeah, that. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, because what, they, what they're doing is really um, putting a lot of care into the story plots. Um, now, the other thing I wanted to bring up, this game came out in 2013. And as you all now know, both of you know watching it, it is a surprisingly queer heavy show. And that was shocking for the time. Consider that that was years before gay marriage and also years before like the development the, of it. Are the queer s story points, all of them present? In? Everything was present as wow. much as we saw hmm. in the game in 2013. And think about it. The game is a very that sort of pre gay marriage too. Yeah. That's what I said. Oh, Oh, I wasn't <laughs> sorry. Sometimes um, your voice just goes literally your voice just goes right through me. Uh, but it was before gay marriage. It was also in my mind, development wise, it was a, about developed for about four or five years. So they started those storylines in like two thousand and eight or nine. Yeah, that's so that's crazy. like a long time yeah. before um, where we are now. So imagine if you're playing this game and you're the sort of like stereotypical Cheeto eater gamer that we always bro talk dude. about you know bro dude and then you're playing this and you're like oh geez you know like these kinds of moments are happening and now it's so totally standard except maybe still shocking i don't know danielle do you know what a cheeto eater is um somebody that eats cheetos i don't know yeah <laughs> don't know. it is but the the nerdy term to like a derogatory way to talk about like a hardcore like nerd gamer I think this is Chris's word. I don't know, but it's called the Cheeto Eater because there's someone who just. It like, probably came from uh, South Park, I would say. Yeah, they like with like uh, Cartman playing, eating Cheetos while they're playing. Yeah, and then their fingers got. I all can Cheeto. see the visual. Yeah, but the, it's important to recognize the fingers as orange, you know, and then yeah. they touch other things, the keyboard. There's crumbs everywhere. That, yeah. That's the visual I was speaking. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's exactly it. Poor Cheeto eaters in the land of the Walking Dead or the Last of Us won't have any more Cheetos. Why? Because the mushrooms. I actually are really like yeah. Cheetos. Me too. I do, do you like Cheetos spicy too. Cheetos or whatever they're called, the flaming hot. Those I prefer. I would like the regular ones. Oh, what they should you, make Chris? Cool Ranch Cheetos. <laughs> cool Ranch. Yeah, that would be delicious. That would be good. They right? are the superior Dorito. Maybe. Yeah, I think 
because you get Cheetos are really just a puffy version of this uh, total sidetrack. But that ranch vanilla or whatever that ranch ice cream, I'm not here for. Oh no, we're gonna try it. We're gonna try it. Yeah, I'll probably. I mean, more power to you to try it. I was actually thinking, what could that be paired with? Like, I wonder if somebody made like a a fried chicken or something. Mm, Could you put that like on the side to be like fancy? Yeah, huh? Isn't there? Isn't there a thing like that? What is that? Chicken and waffles? Waffles. Yeah, but but there's no ice cream in that. No, but I'm just wondering, like, is there a world that it could be used for something? Maybe like a as like as like a garnish. Definitely, maybe like a poutine, but like with instead like in fries and and Mm -hmm. the world that this (laughs) will not work in is in the world of The Last of Us for sure. But what if you? What if they're okay? Just hear me out. Yeah. This is disgusting. But what if at some point the mushroom people get um what what would it be? Cultivated? Like where they're then harvest Oh like that no, Danielle would not be into this. That no. that not the like where they not the edible. human people, but the actual cordyceps becomes no. like edible. No, no, no. Uh, and then yeah. Then you could serve it. Oh, you could serve it with your Van Leeuwen, yeah, ranch ice cream, which is a good brand. That's it is. a very and they fancy also brand. Had, yeah, they had um, uh, mac and cheese a couple of years back. I think there's a way you can like top chef it and and do something with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's so. just my opinion. Um, okay, so let's talk about a couple of things, Danielle. Tell me what, uh, Mike. I want to know what brought you back to watching more than one episode like what was the hook for you if there was one. maybe there was maybe maybe it took you a while what was the hook for me um okay i'm trying to think because i did enjoy the first episode um but i don't know that i was hooked in the same way that everybody what happened in the second episode I think in the second episode, we were introduced to the infected uh, in a way where it was the clicker and he was in the library or the museum or whatever. And so it was a much more action packed episode where we actually, though, I I take that back. I think I was hooked from the beginning because I'm trying to just remember like I think the fact that like his daughter died right away. Like it was one of those almost like Game of Thrones moments. Wow, this character that I thought was going to be a big part of the show. And then they killed her. Um, And I... Do you have to say that I feel as though I never understood the whole Pedro Pascal thing? Um, I didn't. I watched a little bit of The Mandalorian, but he also you couldn't even see him. He's like wearing that outfit. Yeah, yeah. I get it now. So I will say that oh, you Danielle is literally one. we're the same person in this respect because yeah. I feel like I said just re- yesterday to you I said um, how originally my take on Pedro Pascal was he's very dry. And I feel like he has no personality. And I don't know who he is as a person other yeah. than the Mandalorian. No, and it I wasn't think yesterday. Was, it was the last podcast of The Last of Us. You had said that. No, I but then I, I like, think what? now that he has really reached stardom and like he's the face of everything. Everything. He's yeah. literally and he was, the he most was like delightful on Saturday Night Live. He's like, such I, a character. Like, I love him. He is just such a lovely person. His uh, his sister is trans and he's all trans rights. He's all <laughs> LGBTQ rights. He's just the... I didn't know that. Yes, he is just the most 
lovely person to have on our side as well as a lovely person in general i think he's funny he's I think fun he's hysterical i think his relationship with uh with bella ramsey who plays ellie is phenomenal so yeah um a couple of things i want to point out you mentioned the daughter dying that also not only was that a game of Thrones thrones moment that was uh a moment for all gamers back when that happened in 2013 to be completely and utterly shocked that never really had happened before in a game of that caliber where they're like gonna throw you into a setting that's quite like that and it's a bit not a bit i mean it's significantly traumatizing and the graphics at yeah, the time were good like good enough to make it realistic looking you know and so that moment it wasn't necessarily the hook for me it was just more like holy s word what is going on how is this going to resolve itself and it of course like takes a whole season of i think that okay that. so i mean look it, uh, you know me, and I feel like games are a great uh, path for storytelling. Um, but I feel like there's a, a difference between playing it and watching it in some in some games, and mm -hmm. specifically probably this game. I feel like being immersed in it and making decisions and doing things like when you're when you you like that kind of game, that it moves the story along in a certain way that. Um, you making those choices is important. I feel like uh, in that setting, you're also in the mindset of bad things are going to happen and you're sort of anticipating that. And so I could imagine that when that happens to his daughter, you're sort of like, well, that sucks. And you kind of move on in the game because you know that there's other things to come. But in the TV show... I disagree with that a thousand percent. In the TV show, I feel like these people that you're watching on the screen, you feel more emotion connected to them and that it becomes something that's like, wow, that's something that's really impactful. I wholeheartedly disagree with the statement because as the gamer controlling the character who picks up his dead daughter and is running with her broken leg or whatever that whole scene was and then she dies, that whole thing, you are doing that. Therefore, you have a direct connection to the daughter that isn't in the game because you're passively watch or the show. You're passively watching the show. So when that moment happens, you as the gamer think, oh shit, my, my daughter died, not a TV character's daughter died, which makes yeah, I don't know thing. why I feel this because I don't feel like I felt the same emotion. I played that part of the game. I don't feel like I felt the same emotion that I felt yeah. when like it happened in in the show. Did you play it prior to or after? After, after. so maybe why. that's so why. maybe maybe that's, that's why. why. I mean, I feel like I also good, I've good learned why. a lot about video games because like I am not a gamer by any means. Like I feel like the last game I played was old school Super Mario Brothers, but. I, this concept of like just being immersed in it, like do you have a choice to pick her up or not? Or like they tell you like, this is what you need to do. Uh, they tell you the only choice that you have in that moment is uh, there's like a couple of paths you can take to get to that pipe, uh, that sewage pipe, you know, like down the alleys. So like mm -hmm. you can, you know, it's insignificant. It's not like a choice that matters. This game isn't necessarily the type of game that has choices. There are others that do have choices that will actually impact the whole storyline um one of the so most it really is like reading a book it's just you're playing a game yes to find yes, out what happens yes and this game in particular is a, the best example of a narrative story that's told through the world of controlling a character you know like where it's equal parts storytelling as well as like game playing um mm -hmm. which 
works. Uh, a lot of other games, one in particular I can imagine is uh, recall this game called Mass Effect. The difference between that and this is that you had choices where you can actually, let's say, not pick her up or like. I don't know, worst case scenario, like kill her or or uh, make her survive. And then the actual whole story, it's like a choose your own adventure book where the whole story then just becomes something different per path. The problem that I have with those stories, never is it as impactful as when it's pre-scripted. That's true. Mm, okay. Also, That's I think that I those sometimes like there's, uh, there is that, there's always that water cooler thing where it's like, Oh my God! You remember when this happened, and like when you play the game, you might not have yeah. that same scenario. It's awkward. It's like remember or what? What happened to your version? Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. not as exciting to water yeah. cooler or talk about that. Imagine that. I asked Danielle, like, what happened in your episode of Last of Us Part Two? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's real weird. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so that you're right that this game was uh, probably I want to say the the leader in in creating a world like this uh it pushed the pa the ps3 to the maximum power to get it to run do you remember when i used to play it at um oh it sounded like house? a jet engine yeah it was like a full jet engine a jet engine it was crazy um and then they released multiple versions of it so now the latest version is available for the ps5 and it runs and looks much much better than it ever did probably to coincide with the show you know yeah, i'm sure um but i have to say we have to talk about bill and frank's episode uh three content oh that was genuinely one of the best episodes of tv i've seen in quite some time. I well, and I actually i was gonna say that next because you both talked about that already right in an episode or no uh, no we we our last episode was episode two i think we ended our discussion after watching episode two i don't okay. think we talked about it because i would say that also in terms of like being hooked i just thought that was just oh, a beautiful was, episode yeah. of television yeah yeah Absolutely. i feel like that totally nailed it for me and i mean the whole argument of representation matters because i feel like i don't get emotional and on like while watching a lot of tv shows but this episode like and how it ended and wrapped up and how it took you on a journey. I mean, we were only introduced to those characters at the start of that. Yep. And that by the end of it, I'm sitting there weeping yep. just because of how it was told. And like, we went on that journey with them. It was just so, so good. I'm going to make a connection that I don't think anyone has ever made before in the world about this. But Danielle, recently um, we watched Speed 2 Cruise Control. Uh, mm. as a group on Twitch. So all of the folks who've been watching us on Twitch joined us to watch a live, uh, not live, but like a watch along situation, you know? And we all were commenting as the movie was going on. And we purposefully picked a bad movie. Which I was going to say, is this supposed to be a good movie? No, I don't no, remember no. It, was, it was purposefully meant to be a bad movie so we can all laugh at how bad it was. And this movie has a 4% Rotten Tomatoes rating, just an FYI for how bad it is. And we jokingly throughout the whole thing kept saying there is zero character development. Not that we're like looking for something deep, but not one time through it all was there really ever any anyone sharing a bit of their story that got us a little bit more closer to understanding the character's yeah. motives and all of that. Now here, comparing that to episode three of Last of Us, we had one 45-minute block that introduced us to people made us fall in love with them and then have our heartstrings completely pulled away and torn apart yeah. by the end. Yeah. And that's impressive. That's incredible writing. And the best part, none of that took place in the game in that way. We only got glimpses of that world, which makes me very happy to think that 
Good they job, writers do, yeah. and director. And it makes me happy to think that they can do more of those little mini one-offs and do more of them in the future seasons. You know what I mean? They, yeah. can, they can keep me completely enraptured by these storylines if they just pull a little bit from what the game has to offer that never delved further into it. Yeah, and I think that is a great um, approach for them because they yeah. don't want to just retell it word for word what happened in the game that's really not much fun for you no. or anybody who has played the game which is probably a you know i mean at this point it's mainstream so i don't feel it like is it, but i feel but like I think, there's a big portion of people who have played the game correct that i'm happy that it's introduced us all to a new audience now i'm asking you Dan- uh, danielle a question you danielle <laughs> what yes. did you think about the ending in regards to Joel's very controversial choice. We have only like four minutes left. So give us some quick explanation of what you thought. I mean, I'm conflicted. I understand why he did that because I think if you love someone, um, I also think, you know, he is looking at her like his daughter. You know, I think he has a lot of um, trauma with what happened and how he couldn't save his daughter. And so I think a lot of it is him then acting that out and saving her. Um, But at the same time, I think like maybe this could have saved humanity. And Mm -hmm. I I just hate that she was not given a choice in either scenario. Um, And I hate that he lied to her. Like, I I understand what he did. Um, There's a huge part of me that thinks what he did was right. But I wish that he told her the truth. And I couldn't tell by her facial expression if she believes him or not. And that's something that I'm curious about. Like, does also, she really trust that, him? That ending, the last bit where she says, okay, she's yeah. a fantastic actress, which we didn't even get to talking about her. At oh, all. no, but she's, she's really great. Fit the part perfectly. And do you know, real quick, Danielle, that when she was first announced as the character, everyone lost their mind negatively, like all the people who have played the game. Like, she looks nothing like her. She's ugly. She's this, she's that. And Which is I terrible. Think, oh, horrible. And I think she's the most perfect pick for the show. What did you think about the ending, quick? I think it was fantastic. I also like the um, perspective from both Joel and Marlene, mm-hmm. because I think Joel is the person who really doesn't know ellie he's only known her for a very short time yeah and he's the one who's deciding to save her at the at at the expense of potentially humanity and marlene who knew her mother swore to say like to protect her is willing to sacrifice her um in the hopes of saving humanity. And yeah. so it's like, and I think what's complex right? is I do think she loves Ellie too. I do. And that's what I do. Oh, I, think so I believe sure. she does. I think so for sure. Last question is what Chris, you go first. You have 30 seconds. What do you think the future of the show or the game will be about? I think that Joel is going to try to go back and find his brother and maybe set up some sort of like uh, life for Ellie. Okay. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Okay. Danielle, you go. I also agree that they're going to go back to find his brother, but I think she doesn't believe him. And I wonder if she is going to try to understand herself, how she could help. Mm. I don't know. Okay. Interesting. You heard it here. So we have two similar storylines for the future, but one is going to involve more about Ellie's journey to figure out how she can help humanity. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. this is we'll a great see discussion. what happens. But Still you know, more to discuss. You know what could happen? You can play Last of Us Part 2. Danielle could play Last of Us Part 2. 
I don't oh my goodness. The cards. I don't even have any kind of gaming system. <laughs> we'll give you Danielle. one. I have my old it's console. <laughs> I can give it to you. Okay, we got to go, Danielle. <laughs> this has been an absolute blast and only a part of the journey. We have more to talk about, so stay tuned. Maybe we'll do this again in the future. Um, you've been awesome and you're always so insightful and thanks for being a part yes, of this. Yes, thank you, Danielle. Thank you. This was a blast. Yep. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Pot Airstreamers podcast, folks, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.